You're listening to The Collected Podcast, bringing you stories that remind us who God is and who we are in Him. The Collected Podcast is a production of Collected Ministries, a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping disciples of Jesus discover and live from their true identity in Christ, recognize and walk in their divine purpose within the kingdom of God, and experience growth in their capacity for mature, healthy relationships. Follow Collected on social media at Collected Ministries, and be sure to visit thecollectedpodcast.com for show notes and additional content related to today's episode. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 15 of The Collected Podcast. I'm your host, Jess Biondo, and this week I am very excited to bring you my conversation with Jen Pattinson. She's the founder of Real Women's Ministry here in Charlotte, and um, I met her at a women's event at my church, and we immediately connected, and I just loved her joy and exuberance for the Lord. So I'm so excited to have her on, and um, let's just dive into it. Jen, welcome. Thanks for having me. It's yes. a pleasure to be here today. Yes, I'm so excited. Um, so to kick us off, I was wondering if you could share with our listeners a little bit about how, or a lot of it, about how you came to know the Lord and how you ended up doing the work that you're doing now. Well, I grew up in a Christian home. I went through um, Catholic school my whole life and was very um, involved in church my whole life. But um, 21 years ago, my husband's job brought us here to Charlotte and um, just meeting new people and just uh, going through some changes, just uh, just being new to Charlotte, um, leaving my family from California and leaving my career behind, all of my friends. So it was time to start our life over again. And of course, there comes lots of bumps in the road along the way and um, some challenges. And a neighbor across the street said, I'd love for you to come to church with me. And I was like, I can't. I already go to a church. And she's like, well, why don't you just try this? So she brought me to Forest Hill South Park and I haven't left. I've just, it just, there was just something in that moment of, hearing the word and just, um, it's, it spoke to me and I just felt like I was home. It felt Mm. like it kind of completed the circle for me, just the empty space. I I didn't know Jesus the Mm. way I was supposed to know Jesus. And I'm just, um, I've been a work in progress. Yeah. As you, I guess, you know, started that journey of getting to know him more. What surprised you about his character? I think it was more of learning about grace, Mm -hmm. knowing that there is nothing that I can do to have him turn away from me, that I am, I am made in his image and he loves me no matter what. And I just, that was hard to wrap my head around, you know, like, why would he love me? Why? Why am I special? Well, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just human and he loves all of us. And it's just such a nice feeling to know that there's grace. Yeah. I didn't know that. I really didn't know that. I didn't know anything about grace. (laughs) I mean, and that changes everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. That is very good. So you mentioned that you moved across the country, you know, kind of gave up your whole life and started fresh here. Um, That is 
I'd imagine a lot of unknowns and can be very scary. Um, What encouragement would you have for someone who is in that right now, like facing a major life change, just overwhelmed by the unknowns and just feeling very lost or afraid of a restart? Well, that's an awesome question. And I often tell people when I, when I meet them that they've moved here, they're new to the area. And I often say, be open-minded. I mean, we, we tend to be stuck in what we perceive to be how we want our lives to be. And I think we, um, we stay stuck in certain things and we don't, we're not willing to be open to possibilities of friendships, um, learning different cultures. Um, being involved and just putting ourselves out there. I mean, for rejection, people fear rejection. And so they're fearful to take that leap of faith and step into something. And I know for myself, when I moved here, I was terrified and I knew no one, no one. I became best friends with my realtor and we're still best friends to this day. Um, (laughs) But it's been great. And, and um, I just, took that leap. Plus I had twin boys that were four years old. So I didn't have a choice. We were at the pool. We were in preschool. I was involved. So, you know, it just was open to meeting people and getting to know people. Mm. Yeah. I remember when I first moved to Charlotte, my whole first years here, I kind of made the commitment to say yes to anything I was invited to. Mm -hmm. Just even if I was tired, or didn't really feel like it. It's like, if I get an invitation, I'm going to just go because I need to make friends. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes we jump into things and then we have to quickly back out because like, Ooh, that was too soon, too much, too fast. I need to step away from that. It's not a good fit for me, but you, you you learn to navigate it. You You know, you find your people, but you won't find them if you sit in your own little privacy of your own home and don't make an effort. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that is very true. So you made it to Charlotte from California, and now you have a whole women's ministry based in Charlotte. So how (laughs) did that come about? What is Real Women's Ministry? Um, And it's spelled um, R-E-A-L-L for those listeners. So give me the heart behind it and kind of how God led you to that. So I will go back to five years ago when... I took the leap of faith and went on a women's trip to Haiti with Mission of Hope. And so nine of us from our Valentine campus went to Haiti for a week and we fell in love with the country. And our mission that week was to work in the kitchen with all of the women who cook for the missionaries that come for the week. Excuse me. Anyhow, I, um, just fell in love with the people there and was just amazed at their um, ability to smile, laugh, be in community with one another. They have nothing. They literally have nothing. They live in tin homes or blue tents and they smile. They're always together with one another. They just, they, they lift each other up and they just loved it. And then when we came home, fast forward a few years, Haiti was shut down because of all of the civil unrest that was going on. And a few of us that had been to Haiti were at church one Sunday morning and heard all of this 
uh, stuff that was going on and they were having trouble getting people, uh, getting the children food. And food is my hot spot. I'm Italian, 100% Italian. And I'm, I, I love food. I love to feed people. And so when we were there, we cooked with the ladies and fed the folks. And so the idea that there's people in a country without food just blew. So we all kind of met up in the, in the uh, atrium and said, what do we do? We have to do something. We can't go there, but we need to raise awareness that this is happening. And so we started kind of mulling over what to do, what to do. So three of us said, let's, let's start raising awareness. And we basically were trying to tell people like, you can go to the mission of hope website. You can sponsor a child for $35 a month, or just send $10 a month to feed a child for an entire month. That's a trip to Starbucks. That's, you know, that is not a lot to ask. Mm -hmm. So then we decided to do something like, well, if we feed a child in Haiti, we can feed a child in Charlotte. So send $10 to feed a child in Haiti. Let's be boots on the ground and feed children in Charlotte. So we kind of birthed this whole thing. The best part of the whole thing is that um, we were kind of, all three of us were at our own homes. We were um, just perusing. We were like, we need a name. We need a name for our group, blah, blah, blah. We were looking through Pinterest. We were going through and scrolling all these things like women's groups, names for ministries, just kind of looking. All of a sudden I see this thing that said R-E-A-L, R-E-A-L, which was Relationships, Encouragement, Accountability, and Love. So I clicked on it, showed the girls. I said, this is perfect. I love it. And then it was attached to a Facebook page. So I went on the Facebook page, saw what it meant. It was, it belonged to a church in Denver. So I hit message and I put out a message saying, just ran across your logo. Love it. All right. Is this something that, you know, we could use? I need permission. What's this all about? She messaged me back within 20 minutes and said, can you talk? This is so exciting. So it's like, yes. <laughs> so she was so excited. And she said, I'm going to talk to the, you know, to the president of our group. We're just a bunch of church ladies that meet in the basement and just gather and talk and have fun. We don't do a whole lot, but let me see what they, so she sent me an email, a formal email saying it's yours. The name is yours. You can have it. I said, are you sure? Is it trademark? Nope. It's, there's nothing. So I added an L for laughter. So, it's, so we decided to meet, gather, and have women. Um, I think women long to be in community. I think yeah. it's, it's important. We need, we need our girls. We need, um, we just do. And so we thought we would love to have a group of women that could meet monthly and just have some fellowship. And so we started it and it's women in relationships for encouragement, accountability with lots of love and laughter. That is so beautiful. That makes yeah. me feel kind of emotional, like picturing just those women in Denver and now women here and just this idea that like you don't have to be planning a conference for 20,000 women. You just start where you are and you encourage mm-hmm. one another and you be Jesus to those around you. And I, I think that just brings such joy and like, oh yeah, joy yeah. to the heart of the father. Yeah. Like I think he just <clears throat> smiles 
at that and is like, those are my girls. They get it. Yeah. yeah. And so. it, it was, it was pretty exciting. Mm. So we had invited as many people as we knew. 25 women showed up in my house. I want to say it was October of 2019. <clears throat> Excuse me. No, we talked about it in October of 2019. January 2020, we met in my house. 25 women. Awesome. Everybody was like, oh, we so want, we want in. This is what we, we're in. We're all in. And then guess what happened? Okay. So here I had like 25 women who are on board. And now what do we do? We're shut down. And then things just started opening up. A friend of mine who's a teacher in Charlotte at Bruns Elementary School called and said, I know you know a lot of people. I know that you are a doer. I've got a school full of hungry kids. Is there anything you know that you can do to help? I'm like, You're yes. a doer and you're a feeder. So that's <laughs> perfect said, for you. I said, yes. I said, yes, I can help you. I don't know what we'll do, but we'll do it. So I just put out the word. I started a Facebook page. We had a, an email list going and I just put out the call. We need food. I have a side porch that's covered. And I, over the span of the entire year of COVID, that whole year, January, <coughs> January to August, we did 17 carloads of food Wow! to bring to Bruns Academy to start a pantry. Then I called Christina Sloat, who's out of our um, South Boulevard campus. She went to Haiti with me. So I said, let's. What can we do at our South Boulevard? What are your needs? What's going on over there? Because at I think I heard at church, we did something about Urban Promise. So Urban Promise runs like an after-school program out of our South Boulevard campus. Well, they were doing all their Zoom calls there. So all their Zoom teaching was going on there. And so we brought food bags. Blessing, We call them blessing bags filled with Hispanic foods. We did over 600 bags of food for the whole year. We did it monthly. At first we were doing it like bi-weekly, then we did it monthly. And, and now we've started something called Soul Kitchen out of South Boulevard because we have grown to love these families through Urban Promise and ESL and just they're incredible people that now we go, a group of us from Real, we go and we actually cook a meal and they come to enjoy a meal when they pick up their children from the after-school program through Urban Promise and we all have a meal together. And we've done that now twice and we're going to do it quarterly. But it's just, you know, when we talk about building bridges, we build bridges through community and what better place or way but to share a meal with someone. Yeah. 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 So like things just started happening and started feeding the homeless. Another, another friend calls and says, I know somebody who knows this lady named Shanique. She runs Leah's, Leah's hopes and dreams, which is a whole homeless um, charity. Call her and see what their needs are. Called her. We became best friends. She sits on my board. Not my board, but the board, our real board. 
um, she, um, she opened her doors to us. We, we did tent city. We brought meals. We bring meals monthly to feed the homeless on Saturday mornings. We walked through tent city and we passed out tents. And I mean, when I tell you what we brought to tent city, it was like, we brought all of camping world to, <laughs> to tent city. And it's just these women that you just put out an email and a text message and a, and a Facebook post and it happens. Yeah. It's crazy and awesome. And I have no one to thank, but Jesus, because he did it. He's yeah. doing it. He's doing it. So oh, all kinds of, I mean, the so stuff exciting. I, know, I know, I know. And we're just getting started. We're just getting started. So we have our um, 501c3. We just got that. So we're legit. So now we're like, we are taking donations. Anybody who wants to like donate to us, we we make sure that we are good stewards with your money and we are feeding children everywhere. So, yeah. I love that. And, you know, I love that in the beginning, you know, you saw a global need, but then you recognize the local need. and just were obedient to what God has for you right here. And you didn't know COVID was going to happen and how the need was going to be exasperated so dramatically. Mm-hmm. And yet like God had prepared your heart for what he knew was coming. And I think that is such a picture of his goodness. Like mm-hmm. he's always going ahead of us and preparing the way and just being what we need, even before we knew we would need it. Exactly. Yeah. And like, I, I, I told myself that when people call, don't say no. Mm. Say, I will look into it and I will find a way. Give me a minute and I will see how we, you know, look. But I never turn anybody away and Mm. I never. So the things that have happened almost immediately, you know, just crazy stuff like, um, Shanique with Leah's Hopes and Dreams, uh, but they, they got a shower truck for the homeless. And I found out they needed a generator. So somebody called and said, Hey, you know, do you know anything about getting some money to them for a generator? I said, Nope, but I'll find out. Put out within 20 minutes, I had Venmoed the exact amount that it was going to cost to purchase a generator. Oh and we gosh. did. Wow. It's just, I can't, I have one story after another doing blessing bags for, um, urban promise. And we do lentils in the bags. We do like Hispanic friendly foods, things that people, Hispanic people like to eat, not just a bunch of, you know, stuff that they wouldn't be interested in eating. We want to make sure that they'll eat the food that we give them and enjoy it. So we do like a bag of rice, a bag of lentils, a bag of beans, cereal, <laughs> cereal, pasta, tomato sauce, tuna, anyhow, and, and vegetable oil. I'm in Walmart with a full basket of tons of stuff with lentils. And this woman said to me, I'm in a big hurry. She had one little thing. She had a, like a clock radio. She was going to an alarm clock she was buying. And I had this huge basket full of stuff. She said, do you mind if I go ahead of you? I'm in a big hurry. I said, no problem. Go on ahead. She looked at my basket. She goes, 
rentals. What do you need rentals for? So I was telling her, and she goes, I, you're not going to believe this, but somebody donated a case of lentils to me, and I don't even know what to do with them. They're in my car. Do you want them? I'm like, yes. <laughs> How weird. Wow. Of all things, this woman has lentils in her car, and just like so oddly, she was in such a huge hurry. But she waited for me to get through the line, pay for everything, went to her car, ended up talking to her for another half an hour, got her case of lentils. We exchanged hugs and off we went. But it's oh just like my no mistake. I think I think Jesus had his hand in that to show this woman that look, if you talk to people, if you give them the time of day, if you engage, if you are curious, be yeah. curious. I mean, it's so cool. The lady behind me gave me $20. I don't know what you need. It's like, use this. to. So if you're doing his work, it just happens. Yeah. I have hundreds of stories. We could go on all day. It's oh, just crazy. I love it. And, you know, it just shows his goodness, too, that he orchestrated when that woman would be there. And that mm-hmm. the whole connection, it, like... Nothing is too small for him to care. Like he even cares about the lentil. Yeah. And I think yeah. like someone yeah. out there needs to hear that right now. Mm-hmm. Like whatever your lentil is, this really small, small yeah. thing, like God yeah. cares about it and he's going to provide for it. And it may come in a surprising way and maybe not in your timing, but he cares about your lentil. Yeah. That is what I need someone out there to hear right now. And just let that sink in and let it like refresh your soul. And no bead is too small. No bead is too small. A smile just to have somebody be seen. You don't know what somebody's going through, Mm -hmm. you know? And sometimes we, we see people that clearly are in a bad mood or they're really just grouchy. And you're like, geez, what's wrong with them? You know, they're rude. No, we don't know what they've gone through. We don't know what's going on in their life. Yeah. Maybe they just need a smile or yeah. someone to look at them and acknowledge, I see you. How are you? Or I see just, hi. Yeah. I hope you have a great day. Yeah. You know, it doesn't take but a second. So what would you say is your life message? Uh, <laughs> my life message is this. We get caught up in this world of political agendas and um, we just get caught up in having and gaining and collecting and just um, never constantly seeking, but not finding true happiness. Mm. I think if we could just set aside all the worldly things and just be basic, get it back to basic. You are called, we are called to love one another. Nothing else matters. So when you do that one simple act, nothing else, everything falls into place. Mm. I don't care who you voted for. I don't care what team you're rooting for. I don't care if you're black, Asian, uh, white, purple. It doesn't matter. 
we are called to love one another, period. And I don't look at people and judge them by their sins because we all sin. And if we're going to, we're going to make judgments based on people's actions and sins, well, we're really in trouble. Yeah. We're really in trouble. One other thing that I truly have had to sit back and look at the things that I have. And I wonder why was I born in America? Why was I born to a middle-class family and never have a need for anything? Lots of wants, Mm -hmm. but not ever a need. If I needed shoes, we got shoes. If I needed a jacket, we got a jacket. I mean, if I was hungry, we had a meal and choices, not not just what was put in front of us. So the blessing, I did nothing to deserve that. I have not, I have. What did Jennifer Pattinson do to deserve the blessings that I have? The only answer is is that I am grateful for every one of those blessings and I'm called to bless others because I'm blessed. Just that easy. Yeah. Yeah, that is so good. So as you've grown with the Lord over, you know, the past 20 years since moving to Charlotte and you know, even more recently through COVID and through the ministry, what has God been revealing to you about his character? Mm, That he is just so good. Everything, he has an intention for everything. His attention to detail is incredible, right? Like he's, he's, he's got it all lined up. And I don't want to sleep through a minute of it. Like when we, when I hear people say, I clearly heard the Lord say to me, and I always go, what? He never talks to me. But if you stop and you think about it, and he's putting all these things in front of me, that's him speaking to me. That's his way of saying, come over here this is where I want you to be. This is what I want you to do. Cause it's just, I have, no, I have no answer. My mom is 82 years old. They're getting older. They're not in super great health. They're in California. And I have a lot of guilt mm-hmm. for being so far away from my family. But she told me a couple of days ago, she said, you would have never been able to do this had you not moved. Wow. And she's right because our life was so different there. And I don't even know if I would know Jesus the way I know him today, have we stayed? Yeah. Because it was just a different way of living. And I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the same way that God is so good and pays so close attention to all the details and guides you, you know, now it's where you have to release your parents into his hands too and trust that he's doing that for them. Yeah. Even though yeah. you're not there, you know, that's that's hard though. Oh, oh he but. is. I see it. They're the most living, loving, kind, caring. I mean, I got it from somebody. It's genetically, <laughs> it's in our genes to be that way. But it is, um, but I love that I kind of felt the, absolution, if you will, like, 
don't be guilty. Don't feel badly for leaving us because you are truly doing what you're called to do. Yeah. And that was, and I, I got the permission and yeah. the, the, the nod, yeah. you know, the apparent approval, if you will. You know? Yes. <laughs> yes. So we are almost nearing the end of our time. This went oh, so that fast, went fast, right? Um, so before we go, my final question Mm-hmm. What did I miss? What is a final word of encouragement or hope or story of God's goodness or just any any final thing that you cannot leave here without sharing with our listeners? I want to speak to the woman out there or the women that are looking for community that want to belong to something but don't know how. I mean, if you're not in a life group, if you're not, if that's not your thing, if you are seeking, you know, a place to come, share a meal with women, get to know one another. There's no pressure. It could be your thing. It may not be your thing, but come, come to one of our meetings, enjoy a meal with us and volunteer because that's where everybody's meeting one another is when we go out and actually do work. And so it's so fun. Come out and feed the homeless with us. Come out and pass out blessing bags to the schools. My goal, our goal, is to put pantries into some of these schools that need that need food. Yeah. And so we're actually, we have one in Quail Hall Middle School. We have one that is going to be in put in in August at Sterling Elementary. So we're we're looking to do more schools. So the more schools we have and the more things we're doing are the more women we need to bring into our fold so that we can continue to do this ministry. Yeah. So if, because we have a lot of listeners who are not in the Charlotte area, mm-hmm. is this something that they could start in their city or, you know, would sure. you adopt schools outside of Charlotte or North Carolina? Why not? Call me. Call I'll you. help you. I'll help you get started. Yeah. I'll help you. Like I can tell you exactly how to do it. I mean, if there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that is an amazing call to action and you just model yeah. it so beautifully and just the the heart of the Father pours out of you, and I love seeing the way that He's using you to change our city and you. you know you. wherever you go. So it's very beautiful. Thank you so much for being on today. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. What a great interview with Jen! I just loved hearing all of her stories about God showing up in the small things and like reminding us that we are seen and that He cares and that we're not alone and that even if we feel like all we're doing is something small, it's not small to His kingdom. Like He can use anything. He can use the 50 cents that are in your Venmo account that you, you know, donate to some cause that you're passionate about. Like nothing is too small for God to notice it or for God to use it. And I just... I mean, I know I need that encouragement. So I hope someone else out there just lets that sink in today. And I feel like I'm just going to keep coming back to that idea of like, 
whatever your lentil is, God sees it and God cares about it, cares about it. Um, and you know, everything that Jen was sharing too reminds me of the early church. Like we've been digging into Acts in my Bible study and in our um, in our services at church, and you know, in Acts two forty one through forty seven, it talks or Luke talks about some of the things that the early church is devoted to. They're devoted to God's word, to a life of caring and sharing this idea of koinonia, um, that, you know, you, you look out for each other. You make sure people are provided for, you care for one another in that way. Um, radical generosity, corporate prayer of worship, and the breaking of bread. And so many of those things are what Jen is doing with Real Women Charlotte. And there are things that we can be doing every day. Um, you know, in small ways and big ways, like that breaking of bread is was so vital in the early church. And I think it's something that maybe sometimes can feel awkward to us because it's like a bigger time commitment. I have to maybe talk to somebody for like two hours if we're sharing a dinner and what am I going to say? And, you know, it, it kind of goes back to that idea of what I shared at the end of, um, episode season four, episode 14, uh, two weeks ago about how sometimes we have to step out of our comfort zones and maybe your comfort zone is, you know, just staying with your friends and your family that, you know, instead of reaching out to a neighbor who may be alone or who's going through a hard time or, you know, you're leaving your comfort zone doesn't mean you have to leave your city. <laughs> it could, it could be, just something right in your own neighborhood still. Um, but it's, you know, it's just what God is kind of prompting you to do next to, to be his hands and feet to those around us. And like Jen mentioned, just to build that bridge, to show them what life with Jesus can be like. And I don't know, we're, we're supposed to show that model that to other people and, um, just, just, follow what the early church did, I think. I don't know. Kind of digging into that more. So maybe I'll I'll process through that more in the weeks to come. Um, but it's been cool just to get a refresher on Acts and and go back to the roots, go back to the basics like Jen was talking about. Because we we need that every once in a while to be reminded of of where this all started and um you know what we can do with it today. So I hope you are all having a great week. Um, remember God cares about your lentils and I do too. So if you want me to pray for you specifically this week, feel free to email me anytime. My email is jess at collectedministries.org and, um, I'll be praying for you whether you email me or not. Um, but I welcome those messages. So I hope you have a great week and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Collected Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love it if you'd help spread the word. Check back here for new episodes dropping every other Thursday. You can follow along on social media at Collected Ministries. You can also find Jess at Jess Biondo. If you would like to support Collected by making a tax-deductible contribution, please visit collectedministries.org slash donate. Collected proudly supports and partners with Flourish Kenya, a nonprofit working to support and prevent unplanned adolescent pregnancy in rural Kenya. Learn more at flourishkenya.org. The Collected Podcast is produced by Jess Biondo and edited by Jacob Early. Music is by Asaf Elan.